Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, aka Mr. Box, once again with another instalment. Yeah, shout out to everyone that's been leaving all the nice comments, reviews, the retweets. Really appreciate it. It's all good. Uh, this week, got another interesting show for you. This time we're talking about Instagram quite a bit. Uh, also, this autonomous vehicle thing is getting a little bit scary because it's... Uh, it's becoming mainstream. It really is. I mentioned some stuff on the last episode and I'm seeing more stuff. Yeah, it's kind of wild still. Exciting times, but I've, I'm definitely going to be um, looking at cars that may have the autonomous feature. Um, but by the time I can afford it, <laughs> they, they'll probably have ironed out some of the kinks. But yeah, let's get started on this week's show right after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Right, so we're back on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation at any point, make sure you use the hashtag RedesignPod and follow me on the socials at Andrew underscore CBX, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I might sound a little bit bunged up because I am suffering from... It's like it's like a cross between a cold and hay fever. I don't even know if it's a cold. I I, I suspect it's hay fever, but yesterday went out to go and see Endgame. Good film, not as good as the first one. I'm not going to put any spoilers in there, but I don't think it was as good as the first one. But anyway, the aircon was on full blast and also the temperature has completely dropped. Like I came out in a tracksuit, like all I was wearing was just a tracksuit and a t-shirt underneath. And yeah... I was very ill prepared, so I don't know currently if I've got a cold or if it's hay fever or both. Uh, can't really tell. But anyway, um, yeah, what's happened this week? So artificial intelligence. So if you don't know what artificial intelligence is, sometimes it's referred to as AI. It's basically machine intelligence in contrast to, so rather than like with human beings, obviously we use our brain to think machines are now adopting the ability to actually think for themselves and make decisions and carry out tasks um sometimes without the need for human input so that's basically what artificial intelligence is the term artificial intelligence has been around since 1956 scientists quickly figured out that it was more efficient to teach computers to learn than to program them with every single skill needed to complete a given task this became known as machine learning Deep learning, a subset of machine learning that uses neural networks, a set of algorithms modeled on the human brain, enabled AI to tackle even bigger problems. Nowadays, we hear all the buzz around machine learning use cases such as voice recognition, improved medical diagnoses, and even self-driving cars. But machine learning and deep learning in particular have enormous potential for the entire economy. 
So recently I saw an article about Amazon and them using artificial intelligence to actually manage their staff in certain warehouses. So their HR, imagine like you've got a HR department at work, they're human beings, they make decisions, you can reason with them, you know, you can talk to someone if something's not going right. You could have a conversation about something, you know, that may not be going right at work. You know, how, you, how you're feeling, how something outside of work has affected your performance potentially. You can have a conversation with someone, but hear this now. Um, Amazon's system tracks the rates of each individual associate's productivity and automatically generates any warnings or terminations regarding quality or productivity without input from supervisors. And that is according to a statement from Amazon. I got this from Futurism. So they're saying this time, let's see if I can uh, get the article up. Um, so they're saying this time artificial intelligence is literally taking jobs so it says documents obtained by The Verge show how Amazon used the computer system to automatically track and fire hundreds of fulfillment centre employees for failing to meet productivity quotas a grim glimpse of a future in which AI is your boss wow imagine such things exist like like instead of having a HR department, you've literally got a computer deciding whether or not you're gonna, <laughs> whether or not you're gonna stay in your job or not. That's mad. What else? Yeah, I mentioned autonomous vehicles again this week. I'm really feeling that new Tesla X. You know, I saw it parked. Like I went to the train station and I parked up, and there was one parked right next to me. Proper feeling that car, man. Like, and I was looking for like, uh, what's going to be my next car? I was thinking, um, do I want the Jaguar F-Pace? I like, I kind of like that car. Um, what else? The Range Rover, although it seems a little bit pricey. Um, I've always liked that car. And then, um, not enough to buy it, but I actually sat in one a couple of times and I was like, hmm, this is really nice. And then I saw the Audi e-tron. The Audi e-tron, that car looks wavy. Um, but all these all of these cars have got some proper interesting technology on board and especially the um, autonomous driving which brings me to um, some news from Elon Musk and Tesla so these new robo taxis that Tesla are planning to launch will allow you to kind of like stay at home and earn money from them and it's funny because like when we had Keith um, on the show I think there was yeah Keith was on episode number two shout out to mr exposed three shots he said imagine a world where you've got um, a autonomous car a car that can drive by itself and then you basically just send it out and it does taxi runs for you while you earn money well it looks like this is actually happening now um so recently i stumbled across a video from elon musk and they're planning to launch a taxi app which is kind of like a cross between uber and airbnb so the airbnb side of it obviously is you own the car but you can then hire it out to people so that car can just be summoned uh, through the app to take people to their destinations and you rake in all the money so there's basically you know a car paying for itself so imagine you get the finance agreement and you know obviously you have to make payments on it but if your car is going out there to work for itself you could kind of like have the car sitting there for free and have it paid off by someone else pretty good um but the technology behind it, it it's just it just looks amazing um here's a quick snippet from a video uh, which explains more about the system 
feel very confident predicting uh, autonomous robo-taxis for Tesla next year. Tesla's Autonomous Investor Day saw CEO Elon Musk unveil plans to roll out one million robo-taxis by next year. Described as a cross between Uber and Airbnb, the service will allow Tesla owners to rent out their autonomous cars as taxis when they're not using them, effectively making some cash on the side. Robo-taxis can essentially be any Tesla vehicle with autonomous driving functionality. Here's how the program would work. So if you own the car, you can add or subtract it to the Tesla network, and Tesla would uh, take uh, 25 or 30% of the revenue. Um, and, uh, and then in places where there aren't enough people sharing their cars, we would just have dedicated uh, Tesla vehicles. Um, so we'll sh- we'll sh- when you use the car, we'll show you our ride-sharing app. So you'll be able, able to summon the car from the parking lot, get in, and go for a drive. It's really simple. So you just take the same Tesla app that you currently have, we'll, just do, we'll just update the app and add a summon, summon Tesla, or, or commit your car to the fleet. Elon suggested an alternative use for your car than sitting in your driveway or work parking lot. Like typically, the use of a car uh, is about 10 to 12 hours a week. So most people will drive um, one and a half to two hours a day. But if you have a, um, a car that can operate autonomously, then most likely you could probably, most likely you'd have that car operate for a, th- a third of the week or longer. With additional wear on the car due to extended use, it can cause one to question. How long would these robo-taxis last? So the current cost of a Model 3 robo-taxi is um, less than $38,000. We expect that number to improve over time. The entire vehicle, battery pack inclusive, um, is designed to operate for a million miles with minimal maintenance. You won't need steering wheels or pedals, and we'll just delete those. So as, as, as these things become less and less important, we'll just delete parts. Just, they, won't, they won't be there. He predicts that rides in robo-taxis would cost less than current rideshare apps. Um, the cost of ride-sharing is, uh, according to Uber and Lyft, is 2 to $3 a mile. Um, the cost to run a robo-taxi, we think, less than $0.18 cents a mile. As for making money with your robo-taxi as an owner? Um, we think probably something on the order of $30,000 per year. By the middle of next year... Uh, We'll have over a million Tesla cars on the road with full self-driving hardware, feature complete, uh, at a reliability level that we would consider uh, that no one needs to pay attention. Meaning you could go to sleep from our standpoint. If you fast forward a year, maybe a year, maybe a year and three months, uh, but next year for sure, we will have over a million robo-taxis on the road. Yeah, that's crazy. So... Now we're actually heading towards a time where a car can actually be an investment. You know, it can actually be an asset instead of a liability. Your car is basically your vending machine. That's sick. And it will just park it. You won't have to worry about parking. As soon as it's dropped the passenger off, it makes its way back to you or wherever you want to park it. Listen, I'm going to definitely be doing more research into this. Definitely could be a uh, very lucrative investment in the future. It's funny how things change, you know, like Airbnb, they don't own any properties, but it's it's raking in a lot of money. It's created a whole new industry. So this could be potentially one of the next big industries of our generation. But again, 
like I said before, black taxi drivers must be shaking right now. I should definitely try and interview a, a black taxi driver on the podcast one time. Um, it'd be interesting to find out what their thoughts are on this technology and where it's all heading. All right, so moving on. What are we moving on to? So Instagram are rumoured to be testing uh, a, a new feature on Instagram where the likes have been hidden. So you'll be able to see how many likes your photos or your posts are getting, um, but the general public won't be able to see it. So they can like, they can comment as normal. They may see who has liked your photo, but they won't see the actual amount of people that have liked. So I put up an Instagram poll last week. I asked people what they thought about the idea of Instagram hiding likes and making it private. And there was quite a mixed response, but most people said they wouldn't mind. Most people actually said that they wouldn't mind and they um, and here are some of the responses. So 65% of people said no, they wouldn't mind if Instagram went ahead with this change. Um, and 35% said they would mind. Um, so some of the responses, um, too many people lose their minds over like counts. This will make all posts equal, just like humans are. Um, it will be interesting to see people's posting habits if they remove it. Absolutely. People are too obsessed with the numbers on social media. It can't be healthy. Another comment says, it doesn't matter about likes. No one should care. Good content will always win. And some people that said, yes, they would mind. It would defeat the whole purpose of the platform. All right, let's jump into a quick snippet about the situation. Of course, uh, let me know what your thoughts are using the hashtag redesign pod. Do you personally think Instagram can still survive as a platform if they remove the like count, if they stop showing it to the public, if that is kept privately? Obviously, people can still screenshot it and then post it in their stories or whichever. They can show um, people how many likes their posts are getting. And obviously, um, you know, people can still see but it's not the first thing that they, they see before deciding whether or not they're going to like a post or whether they pay attention to it. Uh, some people have expressed concerns about how it would affect the influencer economy and how it will affect, you know, how business is done between brands and influencers, which is a valid point because obviously like counts and stuff like that, they are important. They're one of the first metrics brands look out for before they actually look into engagement and, you know, the quality of followers and stuff like that. Um, so it's quite interesting. This is your marketing minute from Forward Push, and it is time to say bye, bye, bye to likes on Instagram. Well, at least as a test for right now. Some users are reporting that their Instagram posts no longer are showing the number of likes that each post received. Instead, they are seeing this notice that says, We want your followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes your posts get. Instagram may be rolling out a big change and let's just say you may not like it. What's up y'all, it's Emil Ennis Jr. here of Clever News and I have to give you the latest update on Instagram's possible future update. Now, if you're confused, just stay with me. So most of us like Instagram, right? We scroll the page to see what our friends and favorite celebs have decided to post that day. We get our news updates from Instagram, we watch people's stories, but one of the things that we all do and may not even realize is we look at how many likes the photo has. Well, that may be changing very soon. So Jane Wong tweeted on April 18th screenshots that show what Instagram was working on. 
on. She tweeted, Instagram is testing hiding like count from audiences. As stated in the app, we want your followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes your posts get. In the screenshot, you can also see it says that only the person who shared a post will see the total number of likes it gets. So basically what it's saying is, if this actually gets rolled out, if you got 15 likes on the photo, you would be the only person to know. Could be a cool thing, right? Jane is a reverse engineer who finds out all the secrets that are being tested on our favorite apps. Instagram has responded saying that the feature is not being tested right now. However, they did say, quote, exploring ways to reduce pressure on Instagram is something we're always thinking about. As more and more health experts reveal the negative effects of social media, it makes sense that Instagram would increasingly look for ways to, as they put it, reduce pressure. Now, last year they added the update where we could see how much time you're spending on the app. However, just because they're testing this doesn't mean that it will actually make it to an official update. While scrolling through the replies, it looks like people have mixed reviews. One user said, removing some of the pressure of popularity without losing the dopamine, excellent. While some other users were focused on how it would affect business and influencer accounts, and quite a few tweets were just asking for chronological order to come back. Because I mean, let's be real, it, it, was, it was just a simpler time in life. So without further ado, let's move on to this week's main feature. <laughs> So this week we're talking about what's Instagrammable, how it's affecting people's buying decisions and, you know, how people are deciding from social media what's actually attractive, what's popping, where should they go on holiday, where should they go out to eat. All these things that I just mentioned are now influenced by social media. Let's define Instagrammable. What does Instagrammable even mean? Is that even a word? Basically, it's a photo or picture that is worth posting on Instagram so it's, it's deemed worthy of going on the gram we're talking about aesthetically pleasing images you know nice decor you know highly themed restaurants or venues it's become a real thing like I've even spoken to venue owners and they're thinking of ways to make their venues more Instagrammable why because when people look for places events things like that even down to holidays which i'm going to talk about in a second they look on the hashtags or they look at the instagram account to see images of that place and sometimes you know people just want to go to somewhere that looks great on the gram they want to show that they're enjoying themselves they want to paint a specific picture of themselves they want to paint themselves in a certain light online um it's all to do with you know personal branding people want to um, be seen in a certain light if you're not a public figure if you're not in the media if you're not trying to build a brand I don't know why else we do it but we I mean doing things for the approval of others and to please others and to make people you know like rate you more is nothing new I don't think social media created this this has existed long before social media but social media is a reflection of society it's a reflection of modern society um, so this phenomenon isn't like it's not surprising to be honest with you but people do do it did you know that more than 40 percent of under 33 year olds prioritize instagrammability when choosing their next holiday now this is from a recent survey conducted by schofields um, there's a link to this article 
um, in the show notes in the description. I found this article on Forbes as well. Um, but this makes sense because a lot of the time when I'm deciding to go on holiday, even when I'm not even looking to go on holiday, I come across some amazing places online, some amazing landmarks, beaches, uh, restaurants. You see, you see it all online, you know, before you even see it on a travel website or if you go to Thomas Cook and whatnot. Like, you don't even need travel brochures anymore. You just go on Instagram and just look at where the, the, the really good spots are. Um, and that's really become a factor in modern life and in digital culture. We really rely on things like Pinterest and Instagram to find out what's attractive, what looks good, what's interesting, what's popping. And it's created a new wave of travel and tourism, especially amongst young people. People didn't travel half as much as they do now. Instagram has definitely played a part in it. So um, social media has definitely reshaped our ideas on what's attractive, what success looks like and how we should live life to some degree. It's also um, affected our expectations on everything from relationships and engagement rings to cars and holidays, which which is what I'm talking about now. Um, so according to a study done by Retail Dive, Instagram influences almost 8 out of 10 purchasing decisions when it comes to um, especially style, beauty, fashion, and lifestyle-focused industries, products, all that stuff. So, in, so Instagram-worthy is not just a buzzword, but it holds very much... Um, there's a lot of importance in the minds of, you know, a significant amount of millennials. And this is indicated by the way they seek out products for, um, for their home, their holidays, um, holiday spots, restaurants, everything that would look good on the gram. Yeah. So before social media, what was really deemed by people as attractive or fashionable was mostly driven by major brands who had access to massive advertising budgets um, for TV, magazines, newspapers, and basically all mass media. But now social media has literally changed the game, right? You know what's really interesting? Um, the picture worthiness of particular places is valued more than actual um, sightseeing opportunities. I've definitely noticed that. So when people go to certain places, they travel abroad, it's like they just want to look cute. They don't want to see the history of the place they've traveled to. They don't want to visit any landmarks. They don't want to learn about the culture, the, na the, the natives, the locals or whatever. They just want to post pictures on the gram and look cool or look cute. It's actually crazy. Um, one of my favourite travel vloggers, Louis Cole, actually mentioned this. Um, here's a quick snippet of what he had to say about um, about Instagram and its effect on travel. Or even that temptation, if you go to a place and you know there's that classic shot, mm -hmm. oh, I need to get a shot in front of this, or, you know. Mm -hmm. I just think there's there's it's become now where, and the worry is that people will travel, but they'll just travel to get the shots, you know. And I yes. feel like that's what I want to, like, I don't want to inspire people to travel to get the beautiful Instagrams. I want to inspire people to travel to like really connect in with culture. And do you think people are catching on to that? Uh, I think we're just we're just at a stage where we just need to be careful because I think people can get obsessed about what their lives look like rather than what they're actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I think, I mean, this is a whole nother rant, but I feel like Instagram is particularly uh, one of those platforms which is at risk of pushing just a more shallow life where you're trying to just show this very <laughs> kind of narrow kind of perspective of what you're up to and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And do you know what else is quite interesting? Um, if you go into Google and you type in Instagrammable, you're going to be shown a lot of different keywords that people are looking for. So today I went to Google and I just typed in Instagrammable and basically what Google does, it fills in the blanks for you. So it will show you what's a popular search uh, related to what you've just typed in. So if you type in Instagrammable, you get Instagrammable restaurants, Instagrammable spaces, Instagrammable cafes in London, Instagrammable bars in London, Instagrammable restaurants in New York City, Instagrammable places in London, Instagrammable restaurants near me. So this is really what is on the mind of people. They want to go and eat in a place that the food might be crap. Yeah, the food might actually be trash, but it looks bomb. So they want to go and take pictures. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Is this something that you do? Are you on the lookout for places that are highly Instagrammable? Does it matter to you? What are your thoughts on this phenomenon that's going on? Hit me up on the hashtag RedesignPod, all one word. I mean, if it wasn't for things like this, then you probably wouldn't have... uh, Certain vloggers wouldn't be famous. Certain people on... There wouldn't be certain influencers out there um, making a name for themselves. I think it's good in a way. Uh, It's created an opportunity for people to explore different parts of the world, other countries that may have not had the P- the PR, um, as good PR as certain other countries, and now being shown on, you know, a level playing field. The Instagram creates a level playing field for different countries in the world, you know. So I think that is a really good, a good thing out of all of this. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Um, that is it for this week. Trying to keep it a short one because I'm trying to prevent that bogey dripping down my nose as I'm recording this. Um, But I should be back to normal next week. It has definitely been a struggle. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. Be back for another episode next week. Take care and bye for now.